I have to admit, I kind of love it that I have become the realtor in Kentucky, in Louisville, that other agents reach out to when they list something haunted. I mean, I feel like I've kind of made it. (laughs) Um, So I'm telling you this because I got this message uh, a little while back, um, a couple weeks ago, from another agent in my MLS, and he said, hey, I just wanted to let you know, I'm about to list this haunted, uh, allegedly haunted hospital. And um, so I checked it out, and it's really cool. Um, It's got an interesting history. And, you know, lately my motto has been, if I'm going to cover something haunted, um, if I have access to it, I should go see it before I cover it. However, I can't do that with this particular building uh, for two reasons. One, it would be trespassing. People have gotten arrested. They've gotten citations um, for trespassing. And two, it's dangerous. Um, It's very old. It's dilapidated. The structure is like literally falling apart on the inside from what I've read and seen. So uh, I'm telling you all this kind of as a disclaimer. Um, I am advising you all not to go in it. Uh, If you want to drive by it, if you're in the area and see it, that's fine. It is listed for sale right now. Don't go inside, okay? Um, Sorry about my dogs in the background. They are fired up today. I don't know what's gotten into them. But yeah, I am going to tell you guys today about Hayeswood Hospital. I've never been to Maysville, Kentucky, so I had to look it up. Maysville is in Mason County, and based on the 2010 census, it's the 40th most populated city in Kentucky. So it's actually, it's bigger than I realized. It's like a big, small town. So if you left from Louisville, it's on the Ohio River border, past Cincinnati, kind of on your way to West Virginia. So that's where Maysville is. And now before I get into the history of this hospital, I've got to give you guys another disclaimer. And that is, um, there is a lot of information about this place, but it's all kind of jumbled. So every article I read sort of said the same thing, but with the names and dates and events, all sort of with minor discrepancies. So I'm telling you this because I tried to kind of hammer out the facts, but there still might be some small inconsistencies, and I just wanted to put that out there. So, this site where the hospital sits now, it hasn't always housed that giant brick building that's there now. So, the first building that was built there was built in 1842. Um, by Dr. Joseph Taylor. So this, the lot is on 4th Street, and from what I understand, 4th Street is kind of elevated, and it overlooks downtown. So it started with this small wooden building, and um, I looked this Dr. Taylor up, and uh, from what I can tell, the Taylors were a family of dentists. Now, I can't confirm this, but maybe it was a dentist's office first. Um, I couldn't really figure that out. So that that may be what it was in the mid-1800s, but by the 1880s, we know that it had become the Hayeswood Female Seminary. So 
1886, there were newspaper articles soliciting female students to enroll in the school, which provided education in the arts and in traditional subjects. And that school, the female school, the female seminary, was founded by Reverend John S. Hayes. And I want to talk about him a little bit. Reverend John S. Hayes. I found this old newspaper clipping, and it's small, and it's blurry, and it's hard to read, but I could make out some stuff. So what I know about this guy is that he wasn't originally from Hayesville. Uh, Maysville, sorry. I'm going to get that confused throughout the whole thing. But once he settled down there and started preaching and opened this girls' school, he became a very influential and beloved figure in the community. The article also says that he was in a, quote, unfortunate accident a few years after arriving in Maysville that left him completely blind. Uh, But this didn't stop him from being really involved in the community, and he continued preaching until he passed away in 1899 at the age of 67. I could also make out that he would visit every single family from his church at their homes at least twice a year. So... Sounds like he was a pretty cool cat. Now, the girls' school stayed open until 1907. And from what I understand, at that point, it was informally known as Hayeswood, after Reverend Hayes. Um, The article said informally, so I don't know if it was still called something else. Um, But when it closed, it was auctioned uh, for $6,200. And the buyer was a woman named May Wilson. And after she bought it, she transferred the deed to a trust with the intention of opening a town hospital. So I read that it, quote, informally opened the same year, 1907. I'm not really sure how a hospital can informally open. That doesn't really sound like a good idea. Uh, But that's what it said. So, uh... It opened as a hospital, early 1900s, and it was nicknamed the Palace on the Hill. Mae Wilson actually lived at the hospital for a while after her husband died, and she started the Mae Wilson Hospital League, which was a women's volunteer group. And then Wilson died just two years later, in 1909, and she didn't have children or relatives, so she had this trust, and the hospital would would receive an annual payment out of the trust. And so in 1909, they rededicated the hospital as the Wilson Hospital. And the trust continued to fund the hospital until at least 1915. Now, after that, the city took over and they renovated it. And um, this was kind of a big deal because Samuel Hannaford was the architect. Um, And if you don't know about Hannaford, he was sometimes referred to as the man who built Cincinnati. So yeah, big deal. Now, there's a problem with this, though, uh, the timeline. Because what I read is that he renovated it in 1925. Hannaford died in 1911. So here's one of those instances where things don't quite add up. So what I think is um, his architectural firm was like Hannaford and Sons. So what I'm guessing is it was probably his sons and maybe grandsons that, that uh, worked on the on the hospital instead of Hannaford himself. And I just wanted to make sure I, I pointed that out. 
because the dates don't add up at all. But anyway, uh, they expanded the hospital out and up. And by this time, the, the wooden building was long gone. They added a fourth floor. And I guess the town was really growing around this time. They were anticipating a big increase in patient volume. Um, and then a few years later, the Simon Kenton Bridge was built in uh, 1931. So that really increased traffic in the area between Maysville and Aberdeen, Ohio. This next part is kind of neat. So the hospital was used by the U.S. Navy specifically to care for, quote, those who became psychologically traumatized by the Pearl Harbor attack in 1941. So I don't exactly know when they coined the term PTSD, but I'm pretty sure they were treating it before it actually got its name. So um, I tried to look more into this and I couldn't really find much. Oh, bless you, Scout. So, um, (laughs) sorry. So, uh, yeah, I couldn't find any more information really about this, um, the PTSD treatment. Um, But I did find uh, there was a paranormal investigative team that uh, they say they talked with the ghost of a Pearl Harbor survivor. So the video says this happened while they were in the area that served as the veterans recovery ward. And it's just a little two-minute video. You can look it up if you're curious. You can probably search uh, Hayeswood Hospital Pearl Harbor Survivor, and it'll, I'm sure it'll come up. So that's a neat little part of its history. And then we'll fast forward to the 1970s. Uh, they did another renovation in 1971, which brought the total number of hospital beds to 87. And then at some point, the building was damaged by an earthquake, Couldn't really find the extent of the damage. Um, It was just noted that that happened. The hospital was sold to the Nashville Company Hospital Corporation of America, which is a mouthful of a name. And uh, they ran it for two years, just 1981 to 1983, and then it closed for good in 1983. Um, And I, I guess it was for a couple reasons. Uh, They didn't really have room to expand the hospital anymore, and it was difficult for ambulances to physically get to, and there wasn't any room to expand the roads or anything. So it just wasn't sustainable anymore. They moved healthcare services in the area to the Meadowview Regional Medical Center. And so things went downhill for the building after that. Um... It became abandoned and dilapidated, and you can see now what it looks like if you Google search it. It is pretty, pretty rough. It was sold in 1994 for $42,000, which seems crazy low, but um, the new buyer had plans to bring it back to life and turn it into luxury apartments. Um, This didn't happen, though, and the buyer ended up losing it to unpaid taxes. So, in the 2000s, as the property sat abandoned, it started attracting people interested in the paranormal and copper thieves who ripped out all the piping in 2006, which, guys, that is so not cool. And uh, so it got a reputation for being haunted. And then uh, in 2018, it got another new owner, and 
every time it got a new owner, you know, it gave the locals hope like, oh, finally something's going to happen with that property. But since then, it's still just been sitting there empty and vandalized. And so, like I said, at this point, they really don't want people trespassing on the property, not just because, well, it's trespassing, but because it actually could be quite dangerous. So the building has been sitting there without any maintenance for a long time. Um, According to a couple articles I found, asbestos has also been an issue, and the cost to remove it, just to remove the asbestos, is so big that that's actually been a hindrance to past attempts to restore the building. So, God, I'm not trying to talk anybody out of fixing this building or doing something with this property. I'm all for it. I'm all, there's no bigger advocate for um, restoring and maintaining the authenticity of old buildings. I love an old building. Um, but you know, the fact is it's a huge project and that's why nothing has come of it yet. So is this place really haunted? Um, I'm going to read you some of the accounts of what people have witnessed at the hospital. So after it closed down, People started reporting seeing lights flickering in the windows and hearing noises, including voices and crying babies. And um, kind of your typical, like, people nearby, like, passing the building reported feeling uneasy. There's a video that, quote, seems to show a creepy and ghostly face watching down from the window. There's a story of a woman who walks through the maternity ward holding her baby And then, yeah, I think the most popular story is that of an entity that's, quote, taller than a grown man and most definitely, given its size, stronger than one. And this is the face that it it stands around with its face pressed against a window on the third floor watching over the front yard of the hospital. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The other cool thing is that multiple people have reported that either right before they enter the building or right before they see an apparition, they get this feeling like someone is calling or reaching out to them and kind of drawing them in. I love that. So I know that it's tempting, knowing all that, to go check it out, but don't, all right? Again, you're trespassing. It's dangerous. Don't do it. But check out the pictures. Just Google it. Um, It's really cool. If you like, if you're one of those people that loves like old abandoned buildings, this one's, it's colorful. Like the graffiti inside is colorful. And there are a surprising amount of good photographs of this place. So you can get your fix that way. And um, I hope this time around they're able to figure out what to do with it. Um, Of course, I think it's worth saving. 
and you know it would give the town some closure from that chapter and give them a new start with something cool that's a positive addition to the city's landscape so somebody buy Hayeswood Hospital please okay <laughs> that's I've never had a call to action I don't think except to like donate to places but but yeah that's your overview of Hayeswood Hospital Thank you for listening to another episode of Kentucky History and Haunts. If you haven't yet, it's very helpful to me if you would go to Apple Podcasts, click subscribe, and leave a review. It just takes a second. So thank you, and until next time.